Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight for making it possible for us to gather in your presence, for us to be here tonight. Lord, feed us, empower spirits. I ask Holy Spirit that you will grant ears of understanding, hearts of understanding, Give hearing ears tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Please do have your seats. Amen. It's a blessing to have you here tonight. We started a series last week and would love to continue not a novice not a novice and we we started looking at the first novice in case you didn't get the topic for last week is the first novice all right But I took a detour to show you how some of us are really not novices when it comes to certain things. And then when it comes to the things of God, we pretend to be novices. My years of pastoring around here, I discovered a certain trait, a certain trait with people. Do you want to know what trait it is? The trait where people ask you foolish questions. <laughs> You see, you're not expecting that. (laughs) Like, they look for one or two questions with which to waste your time. 
It's like they enjoy you wasting your saliva. Because you can always tell that this is a foolish question. They do understand. It's just a question to get you to talk. You get it? Not that a person is in any way interested in what you have to say. But they have been sent on a mission to waste your time. So they will ask you a very foolish question. And when you have finished wasting your saliva and they are going, they are smiling to themselves. I wasted his time. You get a point now. So when it comes to certain things, People act like they are novices. Do you understand? Like some of you now, when you're going to marry, don't waste our time with marriage counseling. (laughs) Pastor, do you have to work on this for me? Don't waste our time on marriage counseling. Do you understand? Because you have already been living together. And you have been having sex thrice a week. I mean, what at all can I tell you that you don't already know? It will be a waste of time. But that's the time you see people behaving like they are novices. It's like we are not going to marry or apostle, give us counseling. You already live it together. You even had sex in the bathroom before you came for counseling. Then the pastor is going to waste six months of his life telling people things they already know. You see that when you, when you now reach marriage counseling, where it's about the styles. Because in marriage counseling, we do, we do even graphical pictures of styles. Yes, in, in marriage counseling, yes, part of the counseling, we use pictorial teachings. <laughs> you see that when we get there, and then I'm showing you cowgirl. When the two of you leave, you say, Apostle, does it really? Tonight, I'll show you the real thing. <laughs> I'll show you, like, when they leave the counseling for that day, it's on the styles, different styles. Is it that when they leave the office, they'll just so, don't worry. I, I think you're not getting, I'll show you tonight the cowgirl style <laughs> so when he suits people they pretend they are novices they understand and then when it doesn't suit them they are champions yeah they are conquerors they have conquered everything so is a no, being a novice can easily make you become a pretender. Yes. 
It can easily make you to become a pretender. So, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 20. I think that's a good place for us to start tonight. Yeah. The NLT version or the message version. I think it was the message version we were using, isn't it? Yeah. Good. It was the message. (laughs) To be perfectly frank. I am getting exasperated with your infantile thinking. It's in the Bible. How long before you grow up and use your head? Have you come across people who don't use their head? I think the apostle came across a group of people who were refusing to use their head. Yes. I think I've met a, uh, some people like that also. And for many years, they are still here to use their head. Some people even want somebody else to use their head for them. Do, do you understand? Yeah. Some people never make decisions though. To make one decision, nah. They'll talk to purity, then they'll talk to this brother, then when they go to make the decision, oh, Eric told me that. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if I should do what? To use their head. And that is a sign of somebody who hates responsibilities. If I quote you as being the one who told me to stand here, then the honors of that decision is mine. But if I chose to stand here, then whatever happened, the responsibility is mine. So when you find somebody who says, oh, I was going and this person told, the person is running away from taking responsibility. When it comes to other decisions, they'll make it sharp, sharp. Yeah, marayoyo. Then when it comes to some areas, they, they would rather make it somebody's decision. So over the years, and for some, before I didn't, I wasn't seeing people like that. Yes, but now, for some few years now, I have refused for people to use my head. Use your head. Yes. Yes. Apostle told me. Yes. He, he said I should so I have refused for people to use kichwa niangu wewe yako so you can't use my head unless I allow you to use my head yes when it comes to other decisions some people if you want their marriage partner to be your decision Use your head. Do you understand? Use your head. One day when the thing goes south, they'll say, it was Apostle who even told me to marry you. (laughs) You understand? Yeah, he told me to marry you. You know? He told me. I wasn't going to even marry you. 
Yeah, and he told me, you are a nice sister. You are a nice brother. I should marry you. And so my, he didn't even see well himself. <laughs> yes. You are not my choice. Yeah. He told me to marry you. So, is it all those traps people set for people like, it no longer works with us. Yes, it no longer works with us. Choose your choose. Yeah. I laugh when people tell me, Apostle, I want you to marry for me. You are lying. You are lying. What I will give you, you will not like. You may not like it. Yes. Use your head. So these days when people come and they tell me, oh, Apostle, I like so, so, and so, I said, wonderful. You have used your head. Wonderful. Yes. For me to say something, and then I get quoted in the wrong way. People ask you questions, and you think, well, I used to think that they were asking genuine questions, only so that they can go and quote you that this is what he said. Do you understand? So now if you bring a lion, Mariam. If you bring a tiger, Mariam. If you bring a baboon, Mariam. I told, I'm told Kenya is fighting over a monkey. Is it true you people are fighting over a monkey? <laughs> you don't know what's happening in the country. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> that's a very some way way of saying what the problem is if you bring a monkey Mariam do you get it so you, you see, what I'm saying is that when it suits people they use their head when it doesn't suit them they want to use somebody's head so the apostle says how long before you grow up Since I came, I've seen people growing up bodily, but mentally they are not growing. Yes. Since I came, I've seen people, I I, I mean, I met people at sweet 16. You know, now they are almost into zone of mamas. They've grown bodily. You can tell this person has grown over the years I've known them. But mentally, they have refused to grow. Yes. How do you know you've grown? Maturity is not when one part of your body is expanding. That's not maturity. Do you understand? Maturity is measured by the wisdom in your choices and your decisions. We can always tell you have grown by your choices. That I, is there something you are doing today differently from two years ago? Are you listening to me? Hmm. Oh. <laughs> so, Paul was saying, these guys, how long before you grow up? Growing up entails using your head. Do you understand? 
I said, growing up, Apostle, what do you mean? When you were not grown and you were just nyeh, 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 your, your mother fed you, spoon fed you, dipped the spoon in the uji, put it in your mouth, you know, fed you from her hands to your mouth. As you were growing, one day they brought the food and put it in front of you with your legs quelled like a footballer. Now you have to use your head and do what? Put your hand in the bowl and bring it to your mouth. So you see that every stage of growth involves the use of your mind. So people who don't grow or are not growing, what they are saying is that my brain is also not growing. Yes. That's why when a child has um, um, cerebral, is he? No, palsy is, has to do with the nerves, but the one for the mind. My, my, my daughter had um, cerebral palsy. That, that has to do with the na- damaged nerves, but this one that affects the mind is also cerebral. There's palsy and there's another one. In babies, I'm talking of in babies, when they're born. When there's delayed um, um, birth, like the child doesn't come out quickly and is stuck and the oxygen is cut off from the brain, uh, it creates a damage to the cerebral cortex. So there's one, there's palsy. Uh, palsy has to do with the nerves. Yes, uh, that's what my daughter got. But there's another one. But it damages the brain now. So you see that the child can't have use of the bowels, can't regulate the bowels because the brain is damaged at, at birth. Uh, I, I should have fetched that name. I don't, I'm not sure it's the palsy. The palsy has to do with ears, ears, yeah. So when the cerebral cortex, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so when oxygen, when the cortex is starved of oxygen, the baby hasn't even used the brain yet and is damaged. You understand? It's damaged. So, you see that um, other children are growing and this particular child doesn't grow. They are almost as though stuck in day one of their birth. So, they cannot use the mind to know when to wee-wee, when to poo-poo, when to do any other thing. The mind is damaged. So you can see that growth actually moves hand in hand with the usage of the mind. Do do you understand? So the day you have stopped using your mind, we really have to question your... You understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. We really have to... Where did you leave... Yo. Hyposic is chemic encephalopathy. 
H I E. It is that one. He just says that one. The, the, the mind doesn't work from that time. Do, do you understand? Yeah. So you see that the brain is damaged at, 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 at birth. Are you listening to me? We, women will understand, or women that have been to the labor world will understand um, better what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm not talking about the abortionist in the church. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who have been to the labor world. You get it? Yes, those are the ones that they will understand. Yeah, because it's so easy for something small to happen and then a lot goes wrong with the baby. Yeah. That's why in um, West Africa, when women go to um, the labor room and they come and they are released to go home. They wear white. Yes, because it's one place you can easily go and you don't come back or you go, you come back without what you went inside with. Do do you understand? Yeah. So they wear white as a sign of victory that they've gone, everything is all right and they have returned. All right. So growth also has to do with the usage of your mind. Do you understand? For example, I will question your growth when as at your age you are drinking vodka. I have to question your age. I have to question your growth. Do you get it? Because growth causes you to make choices. And they have to be intelligent choices. Do you understand? Some people make choices and you just know that there was no application of intelligence in this choice that they have made. Yes. You can present to me your beloved and I just know that there was no application of intelligence in this choice. Because if you were applying your intelligence, you wouldn't choose what you have chosen. I don't know if you understand it. Or you don't like the teaching. And then there can be a presentation and you just know there was an application of intelligence in this choice. So looking fly and looking nice is not an indication that you you are using your head or that you are an adult. We see it in the choices you make. You have war coat, no suit, with tie and nice shoe. But then we see your choices and it doesn't speak of a grown person. Even though you look grown, you dress grown. Because a lot of people measure people's maturity by their presentation. No, it's the measure is not your appearance. The measure is in the choices. 
How do you know a fool? How do you know a fool? (laughs) If you want to know a fool, you have to read Proverbs, all through Proverbs. How do you know a fool? Don't by his appearance. You know a fool by his choice of words. So the guy has wore a nice suit, wore a nice tie. He only has to open his mouth. And you know, Nyumjinga. Is it correct? <laughs> Do you understand? But before he opened his mouth, the guy looked very correct. He looked very respectable. You could easily have stood up and given him your seat until when he opened his mouth, then you change your mind. I'm sitting here. <laughs> that is why Proverbs says that even a fool is considered wise until he opens his mouth. So if you are going to show a fool to your mother, just tell this guy, when we go, don't talk. (laughs) Just nod. (laughs) I'm teaching you. (laughs) Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. Because until you talk, nobody knows you are a fool. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. So when your mouth is shut, nothing is coming out. We may say, mm, respectable man. Mm, wow, good man. Oh, wow. <laughs> Do you understand? Until you just open your mouth, one, and then everything is a, ah. This man that we, they brought here and were respecting, he has opened his mouth. Just one. Do you understand? And then everything goes against you. And then the real person under the suit is discovered a fool. <laughs> Give me this in the message Bible. <laughs> Even dances. Who keep quiet are thought to be wise. Very straight to the point. Yeah. Give me the NLT. (laughs) Even fools are taught wise when they keep silent. With their mouth shut, they seem intelligent. (laughs) Careful. Ata mbumbavu akinyamaza uhesabiwa hekima akifumba mdomo yake uhesabiwa ufahamu ufahamu is intelligent ufahamu <laughs> So sometimes choose silence do you understand I said sometimes just choose silence. <laughs> you don't have to talk all the time. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes just decide 
I choose to appear intelligent here. <laughs> they understand. When I'm among my children, then let me display my foolishness. They won't even know. But here I choose silence. Then you will appear or you will seem intelligent. Careful. Back to First Corinthians 14, 20. So, use your what? Your head. It's even if you were here last week, what I'm teaching, I didn't teach it last week. Yeah. It's new. And it's still the same scripture. But now you see that there's one part the Holy Spirit is bringing out fresh to you. The aspect of using your head. <laughs> because to... Not remain a novice will require you using your head. It's all right to have a childlike unfamiliarity with evil. So this is the one place you are allowed to be a novice. Do you get it? When it comes to evil... When they ask you about fornication, you say, I don't know about that. Do you get it? Yes. When they ask you about stealing, I don't know about that. But many people in the church, rather, they can write a whole book on fornication. They can write a whole book on shisha. Chapter 1, vanilla flavor. Chapter 3, what are the flavors? Mint. Mint flavor. So when it comes to evil, they don't have a childlike unfamiliarity when it comes to evil. Then when it comes to God, the church, leadership, working for God, doing something for God, they start behaving like they are novices. A simple no is all that's needed there. But there's far more to saying yes to something. Only mature and well-exercised intelligence can save you from falling into gullibility. Do you understand? What is going to save you from being gullible? The Bible is saying a well-exercised intelligence. Now, what is well-exercised? It means a well-exercised is something you've used and continually use. Which means that some people stopped using their intelligence they retired their intelligence. They've, they've stopped using it. So it's not well exercised. I'm going to tell you something. All of you, if you don't go to the gym, I don't. I don't anymore. I don't anymore. I don't know about that. You know, because you can come up the stairs, you think you're very healthy. You think you're very strong. You know? Until you step foot in the gym for the first time in a long time. 
that you know your smoothness level. Right? <laughs> when you have not been exercising and then you go to the gym, even the most tiny weight feels extremely heavy. You can, you can say, I'm going to lift the weight. Then they give, that, that, you see the professional trainer said, please, calm down. Start with this. People don't like to hear that. Start with this. Ah, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm a big boy. Ah, work away, work away. It's a lie. You are not well exercised. You stopped exercising a while back. Do you understand? That's why when you go back to the gym, after a long time, you suffer from cramps. Yes, your muscles ache, your body aches. It takes about three to four days to get rid of that feeling in your body. Your, your muscles are sore, you know. Some of you, the day you resume using your mind, your brain will be tired. <laughs> because you, you have stopped, the brain is on vacation. You, you stopped using it. They understand the day you resume, you see that you start having headaches. That, that's your now intelligence cramps. Yes, or brain cramps. <laughs> Do you understand? You see that, Charlie, you're, you're, you're tired and it's like your brain wants to burst. It's because you haven't used the guy in a long time. I'm teaching you truth, though. Hmm. Mm. Pastor, so what have I been using all this while? You have not been using it. That's all I, I because if you have been using it, we will see, we will know, we can tell. <laughs> you have not been using it. Huh? Many people, when it comes to selecting a future husband, they don't use their head, they use their heart. Yes. It's now you want to use the, 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 the brain you have retired. It's not going to work. You have to use your, it's not only your heart. You have to use your head. But we know why you are in the situation you are in. Because you have retired your mind. Do you get it? Yes. But Pastor, what are you saying? Somebody who causes your heart to jump. Boom, boom, boom. Are you going to do aerobics for the rest of your life? What are you looking for in a partner? What is it? Is it now? You can't use the heart to judge that. You only have to use your mind to judge that. Do you understand? This girl you want to marry, her nails are longer than Lucifer's nails. With your heart, you cannot see it. Because you are love smitten. But with your head, you see that. Can she even wash a verse? So you start asking yourself intelligent questions. She's always in front of her camera. What is she going to bring into your life? 
With your heart, you will be blinded to what I'm saying. But with your mind, you will see clearly that this isn't what you're looking for in your life or in your future. The church is quiet. And some of you, you, you don't even, in the future, you don't even need to go to the uh, um, club. You know? Your girlfriend paints different colors. So in your bedroom, a little light, and you have a disco with different light. A reflection from her nails would do for you. One hand has how many colors? The other hand has different colors. You don't need the disco anymore or the club anymore. The hand will do. (laughs) Careful. (laughs) So when it comes to evil, we must be novices. The blessing of coming from where I come from is that you are shielded from a lot of things until almost, almost, if you are blessed and lucky, the right time. And then I've seen that around here, many children are not shielded. Many children have their innocence taken from them even before they got to 10 years. Some of you were porn stars before you were 11. I can tell you that you know, the trend is changing slowly, also where I come from. But I can tell you that traditionally, many of our kids reach a certain age, even before they start thinking about sex. Here, once you drop at Kenyatta, Nairobi women, once you drop, the first thing you start thinking about is sex. When can I have it? When can I have it? Yes. And experiences with even substances. As I speak to you, I've never handled a bangy stick. I don't know how it feels like on the hand. But we know that you have been an importer, exporter of the product. (laughs) Do you understand? Yes. Or to handle a cigarette. Do you understand? So, like a lot of things come to you much later in your life. And it seems like here, the, the, let me tell you, Satan is after children and has been after children here for the longest time. Yes. For the longest time. The other day I was reading um, a news that at a certain town in Ghana, a new phenomenon has reached there. Do you want to know the phenomenon? The phenomenon of glue. 
that glue they put in the nose, then they go high. Right? It's now reaching a certain town. Like they are now discovering it. But me, I came here and I discovered it. Kitambo! It's now they know that glue makes so the young men in that particular town are now using, they said, you see them with bottle in their mouth and noses and all that. And they can't, I wish I could go there and tell them that I, I discovered it before they discovered it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It's now they are realizing it can be used. It's now. So people are surprised. Glue, 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 glue. They have absolutely no idea. But you will know how many bottles you have used. Yeah. Yeah, look. Super glue shortage hits Techiman as youth inhale it and mix it with energy drinks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They've... No, we always go to World Cup level. Yeah. And that's, the, that's also the other side of where I come from. When we enter something, we take it to World Cup level. We don't know how to play Ligindogo. <laughs> we don't play Ligindogo. Where I come from, no, 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 no Ligindogo. They take it to another level. So you can see they have taken it to another level. Yeah, so now you learn from them to upgrade. <laughs> Careful. Yeah. So, in fact, most parents fight to keep their children's innocence for a very long time. Yeah. For a very long time. Do you understand? When you, the people I met, they attended girls' schools, you know, and at what age, 12, 13, 14, they had Facebook pages, 3,000 men, 50 girls as friends. You were in girls' school, how did you get the men? Funky. Funky. What's funky? <laughs> you went to a girl's school, you have 50 girls as friends and 4,000 boys. The same person comes to church and behaves like a Novice. Careful. I mean, if you went to boys' school, all your friends should be boys. Yeah, and if you went to girls' school, majority of your friends should be girls. No. When I met them, I, I, I have always been surprised. You, you see, as I said, where did you get them from? They can't even tell you. They understand. Yeah. Some of you also don't have classmates, so. 
you're on your own. You're in your own league. Do you understand? Yeah. So, brothers and sisters, a novice, now I want to define a novice, or being a novice means being new. It means you are a beginner. (laughs) You are what? New. You are what? A beginner. Johnny just come. JJC. You are new. You are a beginner. So by the things I've said last week and this week, you see that there are some journeys of your life. You are not a beginner. Do you get it? And then there are certain aspects of your life now. You are a beginner. You are a novice. Like your salvation was just two years ago by the grace of God. Your pseudo salvation was just two years ago. You are still new. True or not true? But there are other journeys you have taken. You are not new. And you are not just beginning. But when it comes to salvation and it comes to um, working for God, you are new. You are a beginner. Right? So, the danger with being a novice. Now we are talking about when it comes to the things of God is the fact that you can easily fall into pride. Do you get it? When you are a novice, you are susceptible to fall into pride. Now, Lucifer was a novice. And Lucifer was condemned for his pride. Lucifer is the one who fell into what the Bible later described as the condemnation of the devil. This guy called Lucifer. He fell into what the Bible much later described as the condemnation of the devil. What is the condemnation of the devil? It is the pride into which novices fall. Thinking they are somebody. Thinking that they, they, they are high up there. Lucifer is the first novice who fell into this condemnation. So, 1 Timothy 3 says, Not a novice, least being lifted up with pride. Look at it. He fall into the condemnation of the devil. Glory to God. It is pride that makes a novice vounce up against experience. It is pride that makes a novice thinks highly of himself than he ought to. 
Are you listening to me? When you work with novices, one of the barriers you have to cross is the barrier of pride. They know nothing, but they know everything. Wajuaji. <laughs> Wajuaji. It's one of the things you're going to face. Instead of keeping quiet and being taught something, they even want to teach. The, some of you were like that in school. You were the teacher's teacher. You used to stop the teacher and then you now try to correct the teacher. Wajwaji. Yes. <laughs> careful. Ah, you are not going to say amen here. Or you are not going to say be careful. I'm going to teach it anyway. Because your greatest problem has been wajwaji. <laughs> when you have a leader around you, it can be at your workplace, it can be your teacher, it can be a mentor. Once they see this element of I know, I know, one of the things you will notice is they'll pull back and the layer. And the layer. Yeah. When, when you reach somewhere, you now need them. You call them. So, Lucifer was the first novice. And what did he suffer from? From this pride that made him found up himself against the almighty sovereign God. I mean, God is eternal. When we talk about the eternality of God, we're talking about a being that has no beginning and a being that has no end. Juxtapose this being against Lucifer and you see that God is the ancient of days. He's from everlasting. Lucifer was both created and appointed. Nobody created God and nobody gave him the position of God. Are you listening to me? So, if you take Lucifer and you put him side by side with God, God is by far his senior. But this novice called Lucifer decided that he will rock shoulders with God. The ancient of days. The rock of ages. The everlasting God who has no beginning and has no end. This guy who was created and appointed decided I will rock shoulders with Baba God. <laughs> Are you here? I know you don't like the teaching, but it got to be taught. <laughs> Isn't it funny how the church existed before you came? Isn't it funny? Yeah. You just came the other day. But look at your behavior. <laughs> I'm teaching. No, I, just, I said you just came the other day. 
But look at your attitude of wajuaji. It's hot. You just keep. You don't know the, the things the church has suffered. You just came the other day. You appointed a center overseer, which was a mistake, by the way, because you were a novice and you should never have been appointed. <laughs> Since then, we're not going to hear anything for this church. Since then, the moment they made you, they called you shepherd from that time, we're not going to hear anything for the church. Meanwhile, the church is older than your salvation. <laughs> it was in this church you got to know that there is something called Habakkuk. <laughs> As for Nahum, you are still looking for it up till today. <laughs> as for I said, as for use well, maybe one of these days you will locate Nahum. Yeah, you'll find Nahum. But as for it, you are still looking for it up till today. You get a point now. Yeah, you you just came to the church. I know so this looks like a nice sister God can use since we made that discovery. I think it's going to be nice. This teaching is going to be nice. Yeah. I, I think this teaching is going to be nice. Yeah. So, if you, Lucifer should have been somebody that had a proper estimate of himself as opposed to God who created him and appointed him. No. But he had a high estimate of himself. He thought himself to be something that he was not. Are you listening to me? So I want to first of all show you how great our God is. Yeah, this God that Lucifer joked with. Do you get it? This God that Lucifer toyed with. Let's first of all, because if you are going to have the right estimate of yourself, you've got to know who you are dealing with. Do you understand? I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll show you. For example, you against your father. You against your father. As far as Father's Day is coming, I, I need to prepare a good Father's Day message. Hmm. There can never be a time when you are equal to your father. You see, the honor you will give somebody, it will come from your appropriate or correct estimate 
of the greatness of the person that you don't respect pastors is because you have not sat down and have the accurate estimate of the greatness of a pastor. Anything you do not respect, any position you do not respect, anybody you do not respect, you have not estimated their value as you should. Even if you have, you got the calculation wrong. So now you can choose to trifle with that individual. Because if, for example, if you, you have the right estimate of who I am as your senior pastor, your disposition will be different. It will be different. I'm going to teach you. I'm teaching it in this church. You are not the owner of the church. So you might as well just understand that yeah, I'm not the owner of the church. Do you understand? Yes. You, you are not the owner of the church. Do you get it? So there are things you look at. For example, I, I was giving the example of your father. If you look at your father in the right light, dead or alive, your estimation and your honor of the person will change if you have the right estimate for example you will say that were it not for this man i would not have existed so the fact that his existence gave you your existence makes him a great person you see, you cannot say amen because you will know what you think of your fathers. Ah, my father, my father is is about to blow. My father, he's a fool, he's one of the foolish fathers. I mean, he 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 said I am a mistake. Hey, that's a very great thing. A man's mistake resulted in you. A man that can bring somebody like you from his mistake. Wonderful. Clap for God. That's greatness. That's greatness. That's greatness. All your mistakes you have made, what has it produced? Nothing. Your father's mistake produced you. If that is not greatness, then me, I don't know. I said, if that is not greatness, then me, I don't know. That a man's mistake gave birth to me. Ah, he's great. I wish I would make similar mistakes and have something to show for all your mistakes. There's nothing to show for it. So if you think, you see, there is a right way of thinking. And then there is a wrong way of thinking. In this life, you have to get it right to be correct. Some of you are not correct because you have the wrong way of thinking. You will get it right when you have the right way of thinking. Are you listening to me? Anything that gives existence is a powerful thing. 
and fathers are one. Yes. Many of you don't know, your mother didn't give you existence. Yes. The life-giving thing is not in the woman. It's in a man. Do you get it? Yeah, it's in a man. Life was given to the man. Man is the custodian of life. Anything that gives existence, you can't joke with it. So those of you who abuse your fathers, those of you who talk to your fathers anyhow, those of you who look down on your fathers, you are bringing curses on your lives. Hmm. Hey. You don't hear the teaching, eh? You hear it. You're already here. (laughs) Yeah. So, God is great. And this is the point Lucifer missed. So, suddenly he decided, yeah, I'm going to rise up. And I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. Because he had the wrong estimation of the greatness of God. Some people think that I have, to, I, have, I have to stand here and um, tell them I'm a great man. When I say I'm a great man, then they say, you see, leaving my country at the age I left it to come here and start a church. If you cannot estimate what it takes to do something like that, you can't see my greatness. You walk up and down in this church and you think you and I are in the same category. Why do you think I've left my white beard to start coming out? Because when my beard was black, there are people here who are half my age, who when I was serving God, they were crawling. They suddenly think that they and me, we are on the same pedestal. We are not. When I started preaching, the first day I preached, you didn't even exist. Some of you didn't even exist. The first day I got their children under my mother's window and I said, praise the Lord. You were many years from existence. You have come and I have continued the ministry of praise the Lord to children. You have come into it and you think I should talk and you talk back. It's about to get hot. Even if you and I are of the same age, when I said praise the Lord, what were you doing? I said, even if you think we are of the same age, when I the first time I said, Praise the Lord, what were you, 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 what were you doing? I got saved at the age of 14, 15 years. And I've kept the faith up till today. I've kept the faith up till today. You only have to subtract the years I've served God with your age. If something is left, then you're also somebody. (laughs) (laughs) But if I have to stand here and tell you, oh, I have raised this number of pastors. I've raised pastors. 
You were not the first shepherd I was training for you to become somebody. But, you know, we know how you have ended. So, that's another. And how did you end the way you ended? Because of this lack of estimation. Who am I dealing with? You entered your office block and you entered a lift with your MD or your CEO. He's carrying a briefcase. You're also carrying your bag in your head. You are like, kill a mutu na bag yake. Right in your presence is greatness staring at you. Because of that man's greatness, you are entering a lift to go up to your office, but you can't see it. It's hot, isn't it? Because of his greatness. Do you understand? You have a place to work, but you can't see it. So, unless you see the greatness, you will have the wrong disposition towards the person. And Lucifer didn't see God's greatness. Just because he was shining and he was decorated with minerals and he was decorated with light and everywhere the guy passed, light everywhere, the guy said, ah, it is me, oh. It is me. I'm that light. I'm that light. Just because they appointed you shepherd, everywhere you pass, they say, oh, shepherd, mukami, mukami. And your light is everywhere. It got to your head that you are the one. Yes. You are the one. I'm the one. I'm the one. Yes. Just because you came to church with, for the first time, a bus that was full for the first time, it got to your head. I'm, I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. Unless you see the greatness in the right estimation, you would have the, always have the wrong disposition. Amen? If you want to talk about me, you have to talk of what has he suffered all these years for the church to exist. Some of you don't even think about such things. You're only concerned with your light. You know, my light. Hey, my topaz is, my beryl is shining. My sapphire. People are seeing my sapphire. People are seeing my burial. People are seeing my topaz. People are seeing all these minerals. Uh-huh. Then when a great person stands in front of you, you cannot, because your own light is blinding you. It is what happened to Lucifer. Just because some five penye penye people are calling you shepherd. Some six and a half people are calling you. Your, your, your sapphire is shining. And it's blinding your eyes to see who the great God is. So he couldn't see God in his greatness. The guy, the way God created him, he's the only angelic being whose creation Bible almost touched on 
was this guy, Lucifer. Every other angel, being be it Gabriel, Michael, nothing much. But this guy, the Bible gives instances like the instrument of music was put in him. Which means that for him, when God created him, part of his body parts were musical instruments. Do you understand? And then the guy was adorned with precious minerals. Precious stones was covering. So unlike any other angel, you'll be surprised that if you see Lucifer, he may not be what you're imagining him to be. One black with horns. You'll be surprised. Yeah. You'll be surprised. The beauty. That's why the Bible says he's able to transform himself into an angel of light. So this guy, you can even meet him today and he's an angel of light. Because God didn't take the stones when he fell. Come on now. I said God didn't take the stones. He can always manifest the presence of the stones when he wills. So you can see him in his falling state and you can see him in that state in which he was created. When he transforms himself, you see him as an angel of light. And that is the source of deception. Because when he wants to deceive you, he will not come to you in his falling condition. He will come to you as that which you will easily admire and believe. This is an angel. Why? Because of light. Yes. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So he can transform himself. So there is no angel that the Bible talks of how they were made and all that. Do you get it? But with him, the Bible mentions things that you can make sense of. The instrument of music was in him. Lucifer didn't need an outside guitar. He will generate the sound of guitar from his inner being. The instrument of music. Look at it. And the Jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold, the workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. So I'm going to show you the greatness of God, and then you're going to juxtapose it with what entered this guy's head that he thought he was also something. Because some of you, something and your small center was what entered your head. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Your, your pipes. Your pipes. <laughs> your pipes. Your pipes was your problem. Your tablets was your problem. And you forgot who created the tablet and created the pipes. So when you forgot it, you lost sight of the greatness of God and Lucifer fell. Yes. So, let's look at the greatness of God. Number one. Are you here? I still have some few minutes. Number one. Almighty God is the ancient of days. Daniel 7 verse 22. He is the ancient of days. Until the ancient of days came, 
and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Amen? So the Bible in Daniel 7 verse 22 describes God as the ancient of days. We know that Lucifer is not the ancient of days because he was created and appointed. Number two. Or give me verse 13 of Daniel 7 before I moved on. I move on. I saw in the night visions and behold, one like the son of man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him. So God, one of the greatness of God is the fact that he is the ancient of days. Glory to God. Number two, God is from everlasting to everlasting. Yeah, think about that. Everlasting, extending all the way to everlasting. That is a very, a really long time. You can't even say long time. <laughs> yeah, you can't even say, it's even not correct to say long time to describe everlasting. Did you get it? Yeah. He's from everlasting to everlasting. Go with me to Psalms 90 verse 2. It's a song I think we've taught you in this church. Give me verse 1, then we'll get to verse 2. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Do you know the song? Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Yes. Do you get it? Yes. <laughs> You want to see the song? Give us verse 1. That's where the song starts from. Lord, oh God, thou hast been our dwelling place in generations gone. Verse 1 again. Lord, oh God, Thou hast been a dwelling place in generations gone. Verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth, even from everlasting to everlasting, Thou art God. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth, even from everlasting to everlasting, Thou art God. Amen. 
It's a song you should sing often. Amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't come for a turning point, you don't know the song. <laughs> hey. <laughs> He's from everlasting to everlasting. To even try and explain everlasting to everlasting is mind-blowing. Yes. It's too wonderful. That, that's the greatness of God. He's from everlasting. And then he stretches into everlasting. Now, this is the same person that Lucifer decided to mess with. As I told you, if you have the wrong estimation of the greatness of the person, you will toy with him. Yes. That's why there's a saying where I come from that a baby can play with her mother's breast, but not with the father's testicles. <laughs> Since you were born, you have seen babies. Eliana has been playing with the mother's breast. Let her try and go and play with the father's testicles the way she plays with the mother's breast. You should see something. <laughs> play with your mother's breast. It's fine. Yeah, that's the level of estimation you have. But try and say, ah, the testicle looks like small breast. And try and go and play with it. <laughs> At least today you understand what it means. Yeah? A child can play with the mother's breast, but not his father's testicles. Careful. Some of you, after praying, playing with breast for a while, you think you can come and play with testicles. You see, that's your problem. You have a wrong estimation of the career of the testicles. Yeah, one slap. If you play with your mother's breast, I mean, she's fine with it. Pastor Edwin has never allowed his sons to play with the testicles. Ever since. It's never going to even happen. In fact, he hasn't even thought that they can try and play with his testicles as they played with their mother's breast. <laughs> he hasn't even thought about it. <laughs> then as he's sleeping, Jeremy and they say, Oh, daddy also has small breasts. <laughs> daddy also has small breasts. Like, oh, mommy's on his up, daddy's on his down. <laughs> Let me play with daddy's small breasts. I wonder why daddy's own is smaller than mommy's own. <laughs> 
Careful. That is why mothers, like they shower with their children. True or not true? When they, they have the kids are small. Fathers really they in fact never shower with you say you can play with your mother's breast. Yeah, but you can't do it with your father's testicles. <laughs> careful (laughs) are you understanding the message (laughs) he's from everlasting to everlasting that's his greatness if you have the right estimation of somebody's greatness, you even toy with his words. There are people who have said things to them and they want to use 10 years to prove that what I told them it was wrong. I'm still alive. No problem. Yes. So like... God from everlasting to everlasting has written his wisdom. Then you see somebody who is just 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old. is nothing comparable to somebody who is from everlasting to everlasting. They want to argue with the words of a God who is from everlasting to everlasting. What does it make sense? Hmm. You know, I was very disappointed with the church, the Roman Catholic Church, when the, the mistake that has made people think that the church is um, full of ignorant people stems from the beginning, you know, the times of Galileo. The church said the world was flat. That's because the church didn't read the Bible well. The science in its essence, science in its truest form, doesn't contradict the Bible. Science in actuality confirms a lot of things written in the Bible. Many thousands of years down the line, genetics talks about how in sensuous affairs or sex leads to varied problems with inbreeding. If you, you have a child with your sister, do you understand? Or you have a child with your cousin, all right? It brings a lot of abnormalities and all that. But Before science said that, the Bible is against sleeping with your sister or your brother. Do you understand? Science doesn't really disprove anything in the Bible. It actually confirms it. So I was very disappointed when, you know, a whole church fought Galileo when he said the world was round and the church had always believed it was flat. It was because the church didn't read where it was written that God sits on the circles of the earth. 
if he sits on the circles of the earth, then the earth is not flat. It's round for God to sit on the circles of the earth. So, arresting (laughs) arresting a man that is just confirming the Bible, do you understand? And torturing him. Just because you did, you failed to go and read Isaiah 40, 22. Do you get it? And that's where it was as though the beginning of the war with signs against the church. I listen to me. But in reality, the God who is from everlasting to everlasting, he's written much more than scientists can ever know. Glory to God. Number three. Are you here? Every Tuesday when you come, you will learn something. Number three. God is throughout all generations. God is throughout all generations. Psalms 102 verse 24. I said, Oh my God. Take me not away in the midst of my days. The year, thy years are throughout all generations. From beginning from Adam, God existed and will exist after the last man. Do you understand? He will exist throughout all generations. This is the greatness of the God that Lucifer decided to exhibit pride against him. He's a God that is throughout all generations. Number four. God laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of his hands. Are you getting blessed with the greatness of God? He laid, God laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of his hands. Psalms 102 verse 25. Of old hast thou laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of thy hands. What a blessing. The heavens are the work of his hands. The heavens are the work of his hands. That is why people who display ignorance by saying, you know, people argue, oh, there's no heaven, there's no, in fact, there's not just heaven, there are heavens. I just wish you, as you are arguing, you say, let me die and go and check if there is heaven or hell. You just say, wait for me, let me die and go and check. Let me die and go and check. I'll come back and tell you guys, okay? I'll come back with a report. Let me go and check. You just die. If you don't believe it, die to go and check it. Careful. The heavens are the work of his hands. This is the greatness of God. 
And Lucifer did not see that greatness. There are people, greatness stands in front of them. Greatness stares them in the face and they cannot tell because they always have the wrong estimation. Yes. Amen? If you wear the same shoe as I wear, don't be fooled by the fact that you wear the same shoe as your father. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Are you listening to me? How many have have I given you? Five. God's going forth is from old. From everlasting. God's going forth is from old. From everlasting. Micah 5 verse 2. Micah 5 verse 2. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old from everlasting. This is one of the strongest texts for Christology. Do you understand? This text gives proof that Christ is God. His goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Yet, he was talking about Bethlehem, Ephrata, the little one among the thousands of Judah yet shall come forth from him one that shall be ruler in Israel and the person this ruler his goings forth have been from of old from everlasting. He's not talking about a mere man. He's talking about God and his goings forth have been from of old and from everlasting. Are you here? Number six, the last point on God's greatness. God is the everlasting father. God is the everlasting father. You know, a few days ago, a week or two ago, we have in Ghana royal kings and royal chiefs, not what you have here is political, but back home it's um, royalty, like there's a lineage, right? And almost all tribes in Ghana have their royal um, families, yeah, so they rule. Um, the administration of Ghana is a split between uh, the political and the traditional. So the traditional kings also have a role in terms of governance. And I think somehow the constitution has captured them in that. So I think about a week or so or two weeks or so, 
there's um, in Ghana we have the Ashanti Kingdom. There are other royal whatever all over. So, um, and he's one of the longest ruling monarchs, also still standing in Africa. So he sat in his estate with his chiefs and he was adjudicating matters. Do you understand? And they brought one king who you can be a king but you are his subject. Do you get it? You're also a king but for you to be king, he allowed you to be a king over a certain place or your family line to rule over. So he was sitting in state and adjudicating matters. And one of the matters he was adjudicating was another king who was taking decisions in his kingdom anyhow and was making utterances. And he didn't know that the utterances had reached the Asantehini. So as he was adjudicating other matters, it came to that case. And he sat in on his royal whatever. And he was saying, you were saying in your place, you were saying this. And he was quoting the king. He told the king, this is what you were saying. Or oh, you think I didn't hear what you said? I heard what you said. And then they gave the microphone to the people. They narrated, hey, loyalty, eh? <laughs> <laughs> As the case, so there was one king, because all his subjects are king, apart from just the ordinary people, he has thousands of kings under his rule. Do you understand? And you can't lift a finger where you are without his say so. And this king was try. the king said that this king, he said he's tired. So he wants to Appoint somebody as king in his place. Yes. So his other kings were telling him the Asantini has to approve what he is. Oh, forget that. Those were his calls. Forget he cannot. He said, So what do you do when you have appointed this person? And the Ashantini says, I do not approve. Then the guy said, then he has to explain to me why he does not approve. <laughs> you see, he was in his penitentiary kingdom, so he was feeling. So the king was now telling him the things he was saying. And then the other kings were they, standing there, they were all shivering. So they have to narrate now what he said in the meeting. And everything because you don't want to get into trouble yourself. And then in, as the king was talking, in a split of the moment, he just gave an order. There's a process for distool, the, no, di, yeah, distoolment. So when you're a king, there were things they did to put you on the throne. Do you understand? There are traditional things they did. So also when they are removing you, the first thing they do is to remove your footwear. Right there in public, when the king gave the command, they moved, removed it from his feet and marched the king out of the presence of the king. So you see, like you are a king, but there is a king. You get the point now? And march him off. And later they'll go and see him somewhere. They'll cut, they'll kill a goat, 
pour on him whatever and distill him properly, he's no more a king. And his entire lineage can never become a king again. Then the king now will appoint another family to rule. Yes. You got the point now? So, we know you are a king at your center. <laughs> but you didn't know that your shoes can be removed. You were talking at your center. Anyhow. Now you stand before the and they could he couldn't talk. In one split second, they removed his. And he was not the only king that was distilled that day. When the king sat, yeah, I think their cases have been piling up for a long time. Yeah. And that day he decided I'm going to handle it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, hot meeting. Is it, it, I could have looked for you to watch it, but you didn't understand what what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no subtitles. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 in that meeting, I think I don't know how many kings he distilled. Yeah, another king went and took bribe to appoint somebody as king. And he came before him. He started denying. No, 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 no. In one split second, they produced evidence. And he said, I have accepted I did all this. (laughs) I I watched that thing and I learned a lot. Because like in this particular case, this guy who took money to go and make another family king, he's, he's, you see, he has other sub-chiefs under him. And they are also appointees of the king. So they should have advised him that what you are doing is wrong. So they were also in that meeting. And the king said that he has seen that they don't give good advice. Yes. You see, that, 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 that meeting he had or what I saw is, is it like the other kings got up. And they spoke about what this king did. It's not good. It's not good. And they were telling the king himself that we don't want him anymore as kings. Unlike here, when your brother does something and we are in a meeting, you don't want to talk because you know tomorrow is your turn. The the other kings, they all spoke and they said, no, he cannot be a king anymore. Unless you, the king, you allow him to remain. Otherwise, this behavior, and then they spoke against the other kings under him that supported his taking of bribe in order to appoint somebody as king. And then they all came and knelt down before the king, begging. And then the king said, you, these other kings, you are in trouble. But I want to deal with this guy first. And with one command, his shoes was his whatever was removed and he was also matched out. Yes. And then he said he told the other chiefs that they were also in trouble. Yeah. And they would know their punishment in due course. Yeah. Careful. You were a king in your center. (laughs) Oh. to church with the 
You said no. This is the time I can come. You didn't know that with one stroke and one instruction, there are people ready to remove your slippers. <laughs> now you are barefooted. <laughs> yeah. You get the point now. Yeah. The truth is that God is the everlasting Father. Yes. One small territory we gave you. Oh, control South Sea. Now you are taking bribe. <laughs> you didn't know that one day we'll have a meeting and then the king will point and say, remove his and match him out. Yeah, match him out. And all these stems from the fact that people don't have the right estimation of who they are dealing with. One man was in a serious issue having his own poikolos. And then he told me this story himself. You know? And it looked like his family members, talking about his wife, his children, they were not sympathetic towards him. Do you understand? So, he was angry and depressed one day, and he was leaving the house. Then he told me, then he remembered that these people who are not sympathizing with him, they are watching his TV and his DSTV. So, he went to the house, and when they were not looking, he went and removed the DSTV card, put it in his pocket, and he left it. <laughs> yeah, now watch. He said, he said to me, Apostle, I cannot understand that they'll be enjoying my DSTV as I am in this pain and problems. He put the card and he went out. He didn't return till they were all asleep. The next day, before they wake up, he left it. Yes. These people called DSTV. We have a problem. They couldn't figure it out until the day he was okay and he went and put it back. <laughs> you got a point now. Yeah, that's why once in a while, you change your Netflix password so your children know that. They are not the ones in charge. <laughs> Do you know somebody? Yeah. You change the password. You cannot be behaving that way and enjoying the Netflix. You change the password. Uh, one of the ways you know your children will check up on you if, if you change the password of the Wi-Fi. Yeah. You say, have you, what have you done to the Wi-Fi? Suddenly you see people are attentive to you. Because of password. <laughs> As I'm here, I, I get calls from far. Hey, what is the password for this? Uh, when they are not minding me, I also change things. Uh, you get the point now. You see that they'll start daily calling you. <laughs> Careful. 
Have I given you number six? God is the everlasting father. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Amen. That is our God. He is the everlasting Father. Amen? So you see, Satan should have known all these were the attributes of the God he was planning to rebel against. One pastor rebelled against his senior pastor and left it. And walked out with a half and a puff. And he vowed to deal with his senior pastor. Yes. And he wrote so many things about his senior pastor. It has been over 20 years. He cannot find the head and tail of his life. Some people, at least where I come from, even after 20 years, they go back. Here they'll die. They'll never go back. <laughs> There's no going back here. <laughs> if you're a pastor in Kenya and somebody rebels against you, look forward, just continue. Forget it. They will never return and say, I'm so sorry. After even 15 years or 20 years, forget it. Don't even live in expectation. Me, I don't live in expectation of anybody returning. I never have such expectations. Yeah. Because I know it won't happen. Yes. I would rather die than go back. Yes. So about, and the person left for about 20 years. Do you understand? Yeah. His life to even get money and buy food for his family. He cannot feed his family. He left in a half and a half. Yes. You see, Lucifer didn't know that when he leaves the confines of heaven, he will become a vagabond. He didn't know that he will be roaming to and fro the earth with no direction in his life. Are you listening to me? Some of you, that's how you left your father's houses. You told your father, take your house. I'll show you what a real house is. Right now, you are sleeping under a tree. Don't joke with principles. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't joke with principles. Lucifer should have known. This is the greatness of the God who created me. That's not going to be your portion. Amen? He should have known. You see, me, I was created the other day. I have a beginning. This guy, he has no beginning. I found him. 
In fact, when he created me and he tapped me and I woke up, I saw him. He has always been there. And these other guys, my fellow angels, they all said it was the same thing. They were created. Me too, I was created. He should have known. He should have known that God has no beginning. His greatness transcended his own greatness. My pastors will be great. Do you understand? My pastors will be great. It is a, a very deceptive thing for them to think that now that they are great, they have churches, that I am not anybody. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when I tell them, come, I want to talk to you. Then they say, pastor, decide what you want me to do. To pastor your church or to be coming up and down. Just decide one thing and stick to it. You got a point now. Don't let your own greatness fool you. Yes. I have planned a revival meeting with Prophet Nebuchadnezzar all the way from the Republic. Cancel it. Except for me, you wouldn't have had a church for that Prophet Nebuchadnezzar to come and you say you're having a revival. When I used to travel and preach until I decided to stay with you, which looking back was a very bad decision because I have lost so much sticking with you. I was in a city and I was preaching for a church, one of the branches of the late um, Archbishop Idaosa. So I was with one of his bishops and I was preaching in, in his um, headquarters. Um, the, they have several headquarters, but that particular headquarters was where I was ministry. So, this pastor said, I should come with him. We were going somewhere, but he said he needed to go and see one of the churches that reported direct to him, you know, or was accountable to him. So he called the pastor and we passed there. So there was a, a building project going on for the small church. So the pastor was explaining, so, so we have done this and we have done that. You know, the pastor was on Alejandro. So when we finished and we left and we had to pass through some loops, you know, here, some places to come out to where we had parked. Then he told me, Apostle, don't be deceived by this pastor of mine. How nice he appears. He says, this is one of the most difficult pastors under me. <laughs> then he said, this pastor of mine, when I receive a preacher and I tell him, I want Pastor to come and preach in his church. He would tell me no. He would say, I have already a program 
going on. When I tell him this, he will say no. When I tell him this, he will say no. When we call for meetings, he will be at another place. And he said, he doesn't know that as we are speaking, his letter of transfer is on the desk of my superior. So he also has a senior. And this guy under him, his letter of transfer to another place was on a table somewhere. <laughs> his shoes were going to be removed. He didn't know. Do you understand? He didn't know that his shoes are just about being removed. He said his letter is signed. He's the one who hasn't picked it yet. Yes. And when we're going, I felt sorry for the pastor. I wish I knew him. I would have gone back and tell him, sir, humble yourself. Something is coming. Humble yourself. I wish I would have told him that. Yes. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. You see, that's how the world is. Yeah. You will submit. Somebody will watch over you. You will even blossom. You will be great. But always have the right estimation of who you are and of who your senior is always next week I'm going to go into the few things that made this guy think that he could rock shoulders with God so we have seen God's greatness right then this guy he also had some features <laughs> and his features were blinding him you get a point. I'm going to explore those features. He's the first novice who fell into pride and vaunted himself against the almighty God. Rise up on your feet. Wow. Are you blessed? Last week you promised me you were going to bring somebody to church, but you didn't do it. There's only one face I don't know here, him. Everybody I know, they come to Tuesday service. Go on, you are claiming Eliana. You invited Eliana. <laughs> <laughs> He's showing me who he invited. Mercy. (laughs) Lift up your two hands. (laughs) I want you to pray against the spirit of pride. Ask the Holy Spirit to remove pride from your heart. Oh yes. Oh yes. Even though you pretend you are an angel, you know, you know, you know, you know. Ask the Holy Spirit to prune pride out of the depth of your heart. Lift your voice and begin to pray right now. Come on, child of God, pray, 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 pray. Lift your voice and begin to pray. 
Remove pride from my heart, O God. Remove pride from my spirit, O God. In the name of Jesus. Lazamba zumba le kapai. Lagre de graza kapara danamanamana. Irre de zimbalia kapaya. Irato kaperia atunimilia baya. Inga dembele begebele bagatai. Suakata blahabe limba topai. Irada bazaka lila balabalandaba. Irobere denebeleberebeba. Atali malamanaba kapa. Irados kamblag lega blakapai. Irato parabarabas. Sandarabahai, Eredos Kumadia Palia, remove pride, O Lord, from leadership, remove pride, Lord, from leadership. May we serve with the heart of servants in your house, O God, remove pride, remove arrogance, remove high-mindedness from leadership in the name of Jesus. May we be as among the people to minister, to serve in the name of Jesus. Pray for yourself, child of God, pray. Pray for yourself. Landiba sopali da balaba. Yandia kopali agres. Zuaba zembele palida. Erado parata lebe katai. Hatali atolomo sombra katia. Iskembre deskepala. Iskembre deskepala. Iskembre deskepala. Izumba zana belia badua pai. Limbe deleme gidia kaya. Iomba Yokapoya baba baba Razako Samparia Ademble Eridusko Pariada Malamanda Eresa Kepaya Balaba Inteleme Candios Kapoya Erobele Mama Mama in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you're ministering to a heart. Thank you, Lord, that you're ministering to a leader. Thank you, Lord, that you're working your works in our hearts and in our spirits. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklo on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.